From Finance and Commerce, this is Beyond the Skyline, a podcast about economic development, commercial real estate, and construction in Minnesota. In each episode, you will meet business leaders, builders, entrepreneurs, and big thinkers. I'm David Bolander, editor of Finance and Commerce. Thanks so much for joining. Beyond the Skyline is sponsored by Ironmark Building Company. Whether it's a new luxury apartment building in the North Loop or expanding the community in the suburbs, Ironmark builds quality projects for discerning clients. Ironmark's foundation is built on a culture of collaboration with clients and projects that stand the test of time. Talk to Ironmark's award-winning team about your next construction project today. Go to ironmarkbuildingco.com. In this week's episode, Scott Peterson, United Properties Vice President of Hospitality and Office Development, talks to FNC reporter J.D. Duggan. Peterson talks about what he sees as the future for office and hospitality and how the new RBC Gateway Tower in downtown Minneapolis is bucking local occupancy trends. Hey, I am happy to welcome Scott Peterson, co-developer of the RBC Gateway Tower in downtown Minneapolis. Scott is also the United Properties Vice President of Hospitality and Office Development. Uh, hey, Scott, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Excited. Yeah, awesome, of course. Um, so tell me about the RBC Gateway. What, um, what makes it unique? Yeah, so you know, RBC Gateway is, is it's a mixed-use project. And for those of you that aren't familiar with it, it's 37 stories tall. It's four levels of podium level, which is primarily amenity space, with 16 floors of Class A office, uh, eight floors of, of a Four Seasons hotel, 222-room hotel, and then six floors of high-end private condos on the top. And so, you know, unlike a traditional office building that maybe is just office users, you know, that has a, a, an activity pedestrian traffic pattern of maybe seven in the morning till six at night. And unlike a straight condo type project that maybe has a pedestrian traffic pattern of, you know, they arrive in their car, they go up their elevator and it's kind of closed door uh, environment inside their unit. By being mixed use and combining all of those uses together and then especially putting a, a hotel in the middle of it, you know, it's a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week world, and it's it's really a city connected and inside of a building With when you start integrating those type of uses. So um, it, it's unique from a development standpoint, um, and it's it's by far one of the newest mixed-use developments done here uh, downtown Minneapolis. Cool. Yeah, I saw it has a, what, 95% occupancy rate. Um, what do you think is driving that? Why is it bucking local occupancy trends? Yeah, so obviously, you know, we we were very fortunate to to bring some big leases with us that were kind of the the catalyst for us breaking ground on this project. Uh, I think if you go back and look in the last twenty four months, thirty six months, and you look at what's happened in the office market from an absorption standpoint, and you look at where leases have occurred, and then you tie those leases back to the age of the asset or building or the class of the asset, ABC, you'll see this trend towards quality. You'll see this trends towards new, towards technology-based. And I think that's one of the things that drove people here to, to RBC. Yeah, cool. And really what, I'm, I'm curious about the inspiration for the RBC gateway. Um, what, what drove that development? Why did your team decide that this was a strong investment? Yeah. So, you know, th- this project required years and years of pre-development efforts. You know, there's a formal RFP by the city. You know, the vision of the project is really driven by, you know, Bill Catter and, and Rick McKelvey from kind of a pre-development standpoint. Um, and then the commitment is is really from the Polad family, right? The commitment is to deliver a world class asset um, into this market and, and deliver it as a staple to downtown. 
Um, you know, the Four Seasons brand and, and Flag as a, as a hotel partner, as well as a private condo, uh, we spent a lot of time. I mean, that that's a, a very strong brand. Uh, it's a very strong flag. It's got worldwide recognition. And in our opinion, it, it really is top of the class. It, it sets the bar and sets the standard in, in hospitality. And um, that was a key point for us inside of this mixed-use development. Yeah. Um, you know, with the years of pre-development, were there concerns as COVID started to really impact hospitality, downtown specifically? Yeah, I, I think everybody had concerns. I mean, I, I think um, I think everyone's been wrong about COVID numerous times over, right? I mean, we I thought it was a 30-day deal, then a 90-day deal, then a nine-month deal, right? I mean, so I, I just think, you know, no one's smart enough to understand kind of those unintended consequences and some of those trickle-down effects that happen, you know, if society's shifting. I, I still think it's still shifting a little bit. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, there were there was worries, you know, but I, I think, you know being supported by the Polet family that, you know, from an investment standpoint, you know, is, is long-term money holding patient um, money, you know, that allowed us to really still pursue the deal and do it right. I mean, we, we, we cut really zero corners as we delivered this asset um, and hospitality is coming back, right? Travel's coming back. You mentioned earlier, we're 95% lease. So we feel very, very good about where the development ended up. You know, we've, we've been able to maintain our schedule through all of this from a construction standpoint, uh, which has been, been very important to us as well. Yeah. Now that uh, speaking a little more generally about downtown, um, pandemic restrictions have eased. Uh, people are back in the offices. How have you seen the downtown market change in recent months? Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's it's great to see people walking downtown. I think it's a combination of pent up demand. People just want to get out. I think it's a, a byproduct of warm spring weather. I think Minnesotans in general are just resilient, right? I, th- I think those those three forces coming together. Uh, you know, all are positive and benefits. You know, I think getting back to kind of the office and, and a lot of people coming downtown, you know, I, I think the pandemic has brought two facts to, to clarity, right? One being offices are important and people need to come to the office and we need to have a place that we can grow a culture, that we can have strategic meetings at. Um, and flexibility is important, right? And so I think, I, I think those two things have come um, up and I think they're clear. I think every company is dealing with it. But we're excited to see the the activity downtown. Yeah, are you downtown right now? Have you are you guys back? Yeah, yeah, yeah I I am. We're actually uh, United Properties moved into level five, the first office floor of the RBC Gateway project. So we're down here full time, and uh, the hotel is scheduled to open up uh, June one. Cool. So also tourism is starting to bounce back, bounce back, which is great for hotels. What are you seeing with uh with business travel? Yeah, you know, we 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 definitely think business travel is going to come back. Um, you know, a, a quick kind of fact to support that is, you know, we are right now on our preliminary pre-opening books for the hotel. We've had great penetration into corporate accounts for a hotel that's not even open, right? And so, what that basically means is that the on-group books reservations that we have as a percentage against our competition is already outperforming the basic market. So we think the Four Seasons brand is just bringing new people into this market, new companies into it. You know, um, I would also say that, you know, as we start seeing corporate travel lifted and bands lifted, you know, C-suites, you know, CEOs, that caliber of travel people are typically the first ones released. Well, they're typically some of the guests we we would pursue to be there at Four Seasons. Um, you know, business travel, the, the dynamics have shifted a little, little bit. You know, typically a, a reservation window for a corporate traveler is 45 days. We've seen that window come down as, as tight as 21 days right now. So um, we're, it, it's there. I think it's got some shifts and some tweaks. I think 
combining corporate travel to your earlier comment about, you know, kind of what's happening in the office world. I think, you know, if you were doing a trip every month to this city and now you're going to do a trip every other month or every quarter, I think that trip's gotten longer. Mm -hmm. Instead of you're in and out in 24, 36 hours, you're there for three, four, five days and you're spending more time being more productive when that team is together. Um, and so that, that correlates to a longer stay, that correlates to a longer um, you know, food and beverage uh, use of our hotel and all those different components as well. Yeah. Do you, so why do you think um, specifically some of these high, higher class properties are doing better? Yeah. So, you know, I think from a, from a standpoint of um, if you go back and look at just kind of high net worth, or if you go back and look at diverse income streams, you know, people that had diverse income streams through the pandemic or people that had high net worth, typically their net worth probably went up based on some of the, the metrics that have happened, interest rates, stock markets, et cetera. And so um, the leisure market's been strong. It remains strong. It's very strong. Um, and, and I think that's what's, that's what's done well here. And, and I think when you look at, if you're going to go spend your money to be somewhere, you want the best quality and the best service. And that's kind of what, what that, that Four Seasons brand stands for. Yeah. Cool. Um, so with those luxury properties, weathering the pandemic a, a little better than others, what do you think is the future of some of these downscale offices, hotels, apartments, downtown specifically? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you, you know, I, I do think you're going to see some repositioning, right? I, I just, I, I think you'll see some assets repositioned. Um, I think you'll get, you'll get outdated 1970, 80 product will get will get repositioned or we'll get facelift type components of it. Um, I, I think some of that will happen, especially as the core comes back alive. Um, and and we're, we're, we're excited to see that. Yeah. What are you expecting yourself? Are, are the things you're specifically looking at? I know a lot of offices have moved to the suburbs um, and then just hotels. There's just a lot of conversations about what can happen with hotels. What are you thinking for offices? What is your company looking at? Yeah, you know, I, I so let's let's look at Gateway as kind of our our real life case study. So as an example, um, we're opening June one. We already have a full asset sellout for the hotel in October, right? So literally, a group is coming in. They're buying every single hotel room for numerous nights. They're renting every single meeting space, and they're buying out facilities that they don't even intend to use, like the spa. And so that's a case study that says. This city needs this type of asset. That there's a demand for this type of asset, and that's what supports us. You know, we also look at you know the fact that we were to open and stabilize a Class A office in the pandemic. We 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 think we think there is a future in office if it's new and it's it's being thoughtfully designed and, and curated to accommodate what the future of office looks like. Maybe that's you know, hoteling, maybe that's remote working, maybe that's shared spaces. I mean, each company is, I think, still evaluating that from a, you know, how much, how much square footage does each employee need? You know, one, one benefit we have here at, at the RBC Gateway is if you're space planning your individual office floor, you know, we're encouraging you not to spend the money to go space plan, maybe a state-of-the-art boardroom where you would have to cater food and cater drinks when we've already built one down on the Four Seasons Hotel. Right, so literally, you could come out of your elevator bank on your office floor, go down to go down to the banquet space, and have a world class conference room that that doesn't impact your square footage, makes you probably more efficient on your lease footprint of your office space, but still provides that amenity and that use for you. Yeah. So you think there's even a future in the central business district? 
They do. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Is there anything else you want to add that I didn't ask about? You know, I think, you know, just, just talking about a couple of things, um, you know, that we've spent a lot of time on is kind of the, the story of four seasons, right? What does it mean? You know, and, and, you know, you hear things like, well, you can get a cheeseburger and a martini at 2 a.m. just because you can, right? I mean, that's, it, it, it is a staffing and service oriented offering. I mean, we're, we're right now we, we've had great, great feedback from the city, great feedback from, from the communities on hiring. We've, we've hired, um, just under 200 people uh, to date, We're trying to get to 220 people for uh, our opening. And to put that in perspective, I mean, that's basically one employee, one full-time equivalent employee to each guest room. That's a ratio that's really high. Now, we, we, we're, we're fine with that and we want that because of the level of service we're delivering. But there's very few comp- competitors in this market that, that I think would even approach that type of ratio, right? So it is a service standard of it. Um, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. I, I, we have an office in Denver. And so every time I go to Denver, I, I try to stay at the Four Seasons there. And I've been staying there for now probably four years. And every time I stay, um, I go to Wall Street Journal and they know I like a Wall Street Journal. And they just informed me the last time I was out there, um, they were, the GM was joking with me that they're a paperless hotel. They don't even carry Wall Street Journals, right? But the, the profile comes up in their morning meetings. This guest gets this, this guest gets this. And they are literally you know, going out to get things to accommodate your, your needs as a guest, right? And it's not just what are your needs, it's anticipating your needs, right? I, I, I never get a bill for a Wall Street Journal. That, that's not what it's about, right? And so um, we, we spent a lot of time focusing on what that offering is and, and, and how do we place that inside of this market. You know, and, and another thing that we think, you know, from a, a, a you know, we, we kind of break down our primary targets on the hotel and our primary clients to kind of corporate travel, right? And so corporate travel, you know, it's about time and it's about convenience. Um, and so right now, you know, the way we're set up is if a corporate travel stays in one of our suites, we offer complimentary shuttle services, right? And that could be, you know, think of the, you know, there's 18 Fortune 500 companies in Minneapolis, or in the in state of Minnesota, excuse me, uh, 3M, General Mills, Medtronic, you know, all those kind of campuses are just on the edge of downtown, right? So if you, you stay with us and it's important, um, you know, we offer complimentary shuttles to and from those meetings, you know, which which we think is a is a good unique offering. And then from a leisure, you know, we we talked about leisure. I mean, there's a huge pent up demand for leisure, and that's all about the experience, right? And it's all about um, relaxation and going to the spa and then kind of the, the unexpected delights that you get. So one, one concept we've talked about is, you know, maybe there's a chocolate strawberry button that you just push and the, the red light goes up and it lights up in the, the in-room dining kitchen and they, 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 you know, make your, make your strawberries and, and chocolates and champagne and then bring it up and it's in your room within 15 minutes. Right. So it's just some of those unique offerings um, as we kind of tell the story of how this asset fits into this market. Yeah. Cool. I need one of those buttons. Uh, <laughs> we all great. do. Yeah, for real. Um, great. Scott, I don't think I have any other questions. If uh, you don't have anything else you want to add. No, I think that's great. You know, we're, we're excited about the project, obviously. Um, you know, it's, it's, we're developing in our hometown. The Polets have a, have a huge tradition here. Um, you, you know, we, we think we've truly designed this to bring everyone together, right? I mean, we bring together coffee drinkers, sports fans, business people, foodies, residents, global travelers. And, and you'll see that, you know, when you come into the building, we've got three main lobbies that all connect in one major artery. We've got floor to ceiling glass, big high scale. I mean, the, the whole building has been designed to really just bring people together. Yeah. Cool. 
Well, thanks for uh, thanks for taking the time and talking to us. Absolutely. Thank you as well. Have a great day. All right. You too. Take care.